and that's what we do nowadays. Like a lot, that's what a lot of churches do. They add in these traditions and these rules that are not found anywhere in the Bible, or at least they're a twisting of what the Bible has to say. And then they, they put these rules in place and it takes the people's minds away from what God was truly saying about how, you know, God's real goodness because the church is twisting the Bible and making it miserable for people. And that's what these Pharisees were doing here for everybody. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries Podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. I am definitely ready to read the Bible today. I am excited to talk about this uh, chapter because it's really interesting. And I've talked about it a handful of times before, actually, because this is the third time it's mentioned, I believe. I think this was also mentioned in Matthew and also in Mark and now Luke. So let's see what Luke has to say about this story with the disciples picking the heads of grain and eating them on the Sabbath day. So turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B., And also grab your cup of coffee or cup of tea for all you crazy tea drinkers that think tea is better than coffee. I just don't understand it. (laughs) Last week when I was sick, I uh, drank some tea and I'm just like, this is so bad. (laughs) And I immediately switched over to coffee, which probably didn't help me too much. But all right, let's go ahead and read Luke 6, 1 through 11. Now on the second Sabbath after the first, he was going through the grain fields. His disciples plucked the heads of grain and ate, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said to them, Why do you do that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath day? Jesus answering them said, Haven't you read what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered into God's house, and took and ate the showbread, and gave also to those who were with him, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests alone? He said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. It also happened on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. There was a man there, and his right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man with the withered hand, Rise up and stand in the middle. He rose and stood. And Jesus said to them, I will ask you something. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save a life or to kill? He looked around at them all and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did, and his hand was restored as sound as the other. But they were filled with rage and talked with one another about what they might do to Jesus. 
It's interesting that Luke starts it out with saying, now on the second Sabbath after the first, which is really interesting because what Sabbath? (laughs) I mean, we do have to remember that the verses and the chapters were added later. And the way that Luke would have written all this was just with a pen and a paper. And there wouldn't have been any verse numbers. There wouldn't have been any chapter breakdowns. It would have just been one long continual story. So it's just funny that Luke 6 adds the second Sabbath after the first. So Luke is probably talking about another Sabbath that he may have talked about earlier, which I believe was actually in Luke chapter 4, if I'm thinking correctly. But this could also have been like indication that this was a special Sabbath, like the first Sabbath was a special Sabbath. So I don't know, it could have been like a uh, feast or a Passover or something that indicates that it was a special Sabbath because this Sabbath that Jesus was walking on was the Sabbath after the first, or maybe Luke was just talking about the first of the month, whatever month this was in. I don't know, but whatever it is, we're not quite sure why Luke says this, but he does. But anyway, Jesus was going through the grain fields. So obviously Jesus is a very active man and his disciples are very active as well. And they're hungry. The other two books that we talked about this story in, the disciples were hungry. So they started picking the heads of grain. And if, you're been, if you've been reading along in Leviticus with me, you will find out that this was actually not wrong to do. This was totally fine. And any person that would have owned this grain field would have expected travelers to come through and pick little pieces of the grain by hand. This was not wrong. This was something that God put in place so that travelers and foreigners and the poor people could have food and could come and pick little heads of grain. This was protection of those people. So Jesus and his disciples, since they were travelers, fell into this category. And Luke makes it very, very clear here that the disciples were picking it by hand because it says that his disciples plucked the heads of grain and ate, rubbing them in their hands. So Luke is making it super clear that Jesus and his disciples were doing nothing wrong because the rule was that a foreigner or a traveler or a poor person could go into somebody's grain field and they could pick, but only by hand. They couldn't use any kind of tool. They couldn't like start harvesting the grain field. They had to do it by hand. Because if they were hungry, they could go and eat some. That was it. That was what that rule was for. And so the fact that the disciples were picking it with their hands and rubbing the grain in their hands to like get the, you know, because I don't know if you guys have ever seen grain. You, you can rub it and yeah. But anyway, you rub it in your hands and then it turns into little flakes. And then the disciples were eating those little flakes of grain. However, the Pharisees are out and about for whatever reason. This is also kind of suspicious to me because the Pharisees, even though they put all these like rules in place, it is pretty clear that the Pharisees didn't really follow a lot of the own rules that they're that they made. (laughs) So the Pharisees are out and about on the Sabbath day for whatever reason. And maybe they're patrolling. Maybe they're I don't know what they're doing. But anyway, the Pharisees see Jesus and his disciples doing something that is quote-unquote unlawful to do on the Sabbath day. But it doesn't say that it's unlawful to do this on the Sabbath day. 
you know, God made it super clear that the people weren't supposed to work on the Sabbath day. Feeding yourself is not working. (laughs) That is literally just providing for the function of your body. Like you need to eat. This was not something that the disciples doing were doing to work. Okay. This was them being hungry, traveling to help people. This was not wrong. This was not unlawful to do on the Sabbath day was to like pick this grain and eat it. This was the Pharisees just being the Pharisees and just putting rules on people that they decided was correct and just adding to what God's word was. And isn't that unfortunate that that's what we do nowadays? We just add to the Bible. We add these stupid little traditions and rules into the Bible that takes away from what the Bible was really saying, takes away from what God's initial plan was. And that's what we do nowadays. Like a lot, that's what a lot of churches do. They add in these traditions and these rules that are not found anywhere in the Bible, or at least they're a twisting of what the Bible has to say. And then they, they put these rules in place and it takes the people's minds away from what God was truly saying about how, you know, God's real goodness because the church is twisting the Bible and making it miserable for people. And that's what these Pharisees were doing here for everybody. They were twisting the Old Testament law to make it miserable. So Jesus answers them, okay? (laughs) It says, he says to them, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And he talks about how David, there's a, there's a story in 1 Samuel about King David. Before he was king, he was running away from Saul. And he goes to this temple where there's a priest and David is hungry. His followers and him are starving. So David asks the priest to give them bread. And the priest instead gives them the showbread. And we know from what we were reading in Exodus and Leviticus, that the showbread was not for people to eat. And me, I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence of whether or not this was a sin for David to do and a sin for that priest to do. And I'm not really sure if it was a sin or not. I think it's, I said initially that yes, it was a sin in Matthew. And you can go back and listen to why I believed that it was a sin. Because, you know, It's wrong. It was not right for David to do that. But the fact that Jesus mentions it here because his disciples were not sinning, it also kind of makes me think, well, David didn't sin by asking for that because uh, David was hungry and human need comes before other things. And even God has mentioned that a handful of times that human need is the most important. We need to protect and take care of human beings first and foremost. But even so, Jesus was not breaking any laws whatsoever, even though David had broken a law. But Jesus mentions this law that David broke because the Pharisees loved King David. You know, he was like the pinnacle. He was the top. They loved King David. Everything he did was right and good. And he never sinned, maybe. I don't know what the Pharisees thought back in these days. But they revered David as this like holy man, right? But Jesus is saying, you know, this was a rule that David went and broke. It was unlawful, in fact, is what Jesus says, 
for David to go and break it. But yet you guys revere him as this holy man. And so Jesus was making this point of you guys are hypocrites because you revere somebody who broke the law, but then say it's it's wrong for another person who is starving to go and eat, you know, on the Sabbath day. So that was Jesus's whole point with this. And like I said, whether or not David sinned in that particular instance, I can't decide. (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't specifically say in the Bible whether he sinned or not. And God did not punish David for that particular thing. But um, yeah, maybe I'll talk about that once I actually get into 1 Samuel and we'll, we'll break that down a little bit more. But either way, the point of Jesus saying this was to show the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, that Jesus and his disciples were doing nothing wrong on the Sabbath day, and that it's not wrong to eat. It's not wrong to feed yourself on the Sabbath day. And then this next story ties in. It says that on a different Sabbath, Jesus enters the synagogue and he was teaching, which was Jesus's uh, typical thing to do on the Sabbath day when he was not um, traveling. He was going into the synagogue and he was teaching. And it says that there was a man there who had a shriveled hand. His right hand was withered. This would have been really, really bad for this man back in these days because the right hand was the strong hand. Typically, typically people are right handed. And if this man was in fact right handed and he had a shriveled right hand, he wouldn't have been able to do work. He wouldn't have been able to uh, provide for his family. So it was important that this man doesn't have a withered hand. So Jesus like sets this man in front of everybody, which is so, so funny because Jesus knew that the Pharisees were sitting there like trying to accuse Jesus of doing wrong on the Sabbath day, because apparently healing people is wrong on the Sabbath day. And actually, yes, it was. I believe the Pharisees, um, made a rule that doctors couldn't heal people on the Sabbath day, which is absolutely super bad (laughs) for many, many reasons. Oh, it was if the person wasn't dying right at that moment, they couldn't heal on the Sabbath day. But even so, I mean, what if a person was like on the edge of dying and they didn't get the help they needed because it was the Sabbath day. But, you know, the Pharisees had all these weird rules in place and healing was part of these rules. People couldn't heal on the Sabbath day. I don't even know. But Jesus shows how stupid this is by setting this man in front of all of them. And so he says to the Pharisees, he's like, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day? (laughs) Oh, Jesus is so snarky in this instance. It's so funny. And just how publicly he did this too like putting this man in front and center is so funny i just love this so jesus looks around at the crowd of pharisees and they're not answering him because their hearts are so hard they don't care they're just jealous of jesus that he has the holy spirit inside of him and that he's able to do all these wonderful healings you know they're just jealous of of jesus and they want him gone so they don't answer jesus's questions about whether is it good to do good on the Sabbath day. So Jesus looks around at them. And I think even in some of the other versions, um, or I'm sorry, the other gospels, it actually says Jesus was angry with the Pharisees at this point, but Luke does not mention this. So Jesus says to the man, stretch out your hand. 
And so the man does, and his hand is fully restored, as healthy as his other hand. So Jesus heals this guy on the Sabbath day and gives this man this wonderful gift of being able to work again, not having a crippled hand, but being able to work and provide for himself. And if he had a family, provide for his family. But the Pharisees are filled with rage. They don't care about that man that had the shriveled up hand. They don't care about anybody. They don't care. They are filled with rage that Jesus just gave this man this wonderful gift. They don't care about people. And this is where we have to be really, really careful when we have pastors in our church. We have to see, are these pastors really caring about other people? Do they care about their flock? Because the Bible does call pastors shepherds. Do these shepherds care about their flock? Or do they only care about their own egos like these Pharisees did? Pharisees didn't care about that man. They only cared about themselves and how they didn't have the power of healing the way Jesus did. They didn't care about their flock of people that needed salvation. They needed health. They needed all this other stuff. They didn't care. So we need to watch in our own churches. We need to watch out for this stuff. We need to watch out for the first thing, which is the twisting of God's word by adding in stupid traditions into the church, which happens all the stinking time. We need to watch out for that. And secondly, we need to watch out for unhealthy preachers like these these Pharisees. You know, these Pharisees surrounded themselves with yes men, with other men that, um, you know, wanted the same things they did, which was power. That is what unhealthy preachers do. They surround themselves with men that will say yes to everything, that won't question them. And then also unhealthy pastors don't care about their people. They only care about if they are, you know, looking good in the public image. They only care about their own egos, They don't care about their actual flock. And I was actually talking with somebody recently who was telling me about their unhealthy church experience, about this pastor who abused them, abused them in their church. And this other, these other pastors that would just rally around this guy and say yes to everything that he did. And one of these pastors actually had bought some new shoes and this person I was talking with and her husband were like cleaning some stuff up like this big old mess that happened in the church and this pastor with these new shoes laughed at these servants that were picking up all this stuff and cleaning and saying oh I would help you guys but I can't destroy my new shoes that's that's appalling to me that that happens in our churches, that these pastors are in these positions that are not helping people, that don't care about people, but only care about their public image and looking holy and looking, you know, this and that, just like these Pharisees did. So we need to watch out for this stuff. And it's always good to help people. That is, I think, what the main thing here in this entire passage is it's just always good to help people and Jesus did it Jesus helped this man even though 
it was going to hurt him because these Pharisees immediately go out and start scheming against Jesus. This is the start of where these Pharisees start hating Jesus and trying to find a way to kill him. But yet Jesus still did good for that man with the shriveled hand because Jesus knew how much this man needed that. And Jesus is just modeling this to us, that helping people is a good, good thing. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in to this episode about um, unhealthy pastors. <laughs> oh, I really like talking about unhealthy pastors because I came from a really unhealthy church. I don't know if you guys know my, my church background, but it was similar, very similar to a lot of the stuff the Pharisees did to people. You know, my church uh, growing up had a lot of unhealthy rules, a lot of unhealthy stuff. And honestly, a pretty unhealthy pastor as well. But my church experience was not as bad as some people's. And that person I was telling you about earlier with her church experience is unfortunately all too much the norm nowadays. So we do need to be careful of that. So that's what we talked about today, guys. But tune in tomorrow for an episode out of Leviticus. Until then, happy listening and God bless. God bless.